Episode number 31, five secrets to building an incredible team with Jim Weidman. Here we go, tribe. This is the Kidman Tribe Podcast. We're helping you as children's pastors, volunteers, and leaders plan, create, and execute incredible life-changing kids' worship experiences at your church. With practical tips, coaching, training, and resources from the best in kids' ministry around the world. It's time to join the tribe. Hey everyone, my name is Jason Noble. I'm the host of the Kidman Tribe Podcast. I'm so glad you're here today, and I can't wait to dig in with today's guest. One of the biggest responsibilities and challenges that a kids ministry leader has is building a strong team. I'm excited today. We have the one and only Jim Weidman on the podcast again to give us five secrets to building an incredible team. You are not going to want to miss today's episode. Jim is one of the veterans in kids ministry and has encouraged and trained kids ministry leaders for decades. Jim Weidman has a unique ability to help build the local church by strengthening the family, empowering leaders, and building great teams. He's a pastor, a speaker, author, and a ministry coach with more than 45 years of experience serving in all areas of the local church, including 17 years of leading one of the largest children's ministries in the United States. I honestly could listen to him for hours. Jim has trained thousands of children's ministry leaders in the U.S. and around the world. He's worked with six different thriving churches in the span of almost five decades, and he's published over 15 books. He currently serves as the executive operations pastor at Conduit Church in Franklin, Tennessee. Jim and his wife, Julie, have been married for 43 years, and they have two wonderful daughters and have three of the cutest grandsons around. Now, listen, I would argue because I've got a grandson now, so we might, you know, we might talk about that, you know, but definitely you don't want to miss this podcast. It's going to give you some great tips and tools to evaluate how you're building your team, give you some ideas on how to train and equip, and really help you to dig in on building the best team that you can. Your team is who do you do kids ministry with in the trenches and will make an incredible difference. I hope you're ready for an incredible Kidman tribe today. We're going to jump in with Jim right after this. Hey friends, Carl Barnhill here. If you are a kids ministry leader and you need some quick visuals for your kids services, I'd love for you to check out our kids media library at 1230kids.com. We have over 10,000 pieces of media content that you can download either a la carte or through our annual subscription. We have 10 product lines of visuals, including games, mini movies and Bible story videos, themed packs, countdowns, worship videos, social media content, and more. You can start downloading today at 1230kids.com slash go for Go Unlimited. That's 1230kids.com slash go. Well, today I have a very special guest on the Kidman Tribe podcast. Jim Weidman, thank you so much for being here. A guru, I love having you on. And just say, thanks for saying yes every time I reach out. And I I know that it's such a blessing for our kids ministry leaders. You guys, this is a guy who just oozes leadership, who just like oozes, I mean, just love for people. And so, Jim, thank you so much for being here today. What have you been up to? What's been going on in your world? We have, I am starting over at a brand new church that, uh, the senior pastor was one of my youth volunteers Seriously? 32 years ago. He was uh, 
in Bible college as an 18 year old and helping at my church in Tulsa. And now we just stayed close and stayed in touch. And like I do with most all my Timothys and, um, he, um, I consulted with the church two or three times and uh, he found himself in the midst of crazy growth. And um, at, after the pandemic, they were one of the few churches in the area that didn't shut down. They just kept going. Yes. And uh, just did great. And so um, I'm on staff with him as the executive pastor of ministries. And we just launched a third service yesterday. And, uh, just leading the staff and team, and uh, it's just fun. I didn't think I'd be starting over at this age, but it's sure fun, and uh, we're enjoying every minute. I love it. So, I just hit me you call your guys Timothy's, that means you're a Barnabas. Well, or Paul, uh, okay. almost uh, just all down through there, so it's um, kind of great. Well, and one of the things I think that you're so well known for that I wanted to dig into today is how do you build a good team? Because without your volunteers, yeah. without the people around you, um, you can't do ministry and you can't do ministry by yourself. Um, most children's people think they're getting in to be the performers and be the whatever. And then they suddenly realize like, no, actually, my job is to build a team so we can go, go further faster. And so yeah, today, I wanted you to share with us five keys to building a good team. And I think this is one of your hallmark things that you taught. Now, one of the things before we jump into this, you just started a brand new mentorship program, kind of a new round I just saw. Uh, is there space? Tell us how people get involved in that. Yeah, it's just real simple. I, I'm kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, before there were uh, um, podcasts and things, you know, I did a uh, tape of the month club trying to um, uh, come up with something like Maxwell did just for children's guys yeah. back uh, in the 90s. And so started doing that. And uh, then everybody started getting the podcast. And I started uh, just saying, hey, I'd rather be on people's podcast than uh, right. do a podcast <laughs> every, every month and all that stuff. And then um, somewhere in all that stuff, I started coaching, and we came up with the Infuse uh, coaching program for uh, kid leaders and happened to be the first to do that and um, had uh, about 600, 700 leaders that went through that process. And uh, then I just started doing private coaching okay. with uh, individuals and whole church staffs and did uh, that for a few years. And um, the Lord really put it on my heart uh, the end of last year uh, to go back to offer group coaching. And so uh, 50, up to 15 folks, uh, anywhere from children's ministry to family folks. Uh, I've got a, a group going that's just um, XPs and senior pastors and um, so working with them and, uh, just, you know, the things that I've learned in the last 48 years, uh, you just want to help people learn them in just a year or so. And, uh, um, hopefully, um, 
my ceiling will be their floor and, uh, uh, you know, just helping younger leaders. Uh, I realized probably 30 years ago that um, it was important to spend time with younger leaders rather than folks my age. And it's just been a blessing. And so uh, and we're going to gear so up well. in May. We're going to, uh, the new group will start in May. I've got uh, about, I think, uh, 10 more slots uh, that aren't filled yet. And so uh, if people want to get a hold, um, real simple, go to jimwideman.com and uh, you can uh, contact me through that. And uh, I'll send you the info on uh, our Think Different coaching groups. And, uh, uh, you know, everybody, I started asking all the folks that had gone through my coaching and said, you know, what's the one thing uh, that you think you learned while you spent time with me? And uh, they all said the same thing. You taught us how to think different. Yeah. And so uh, that's what we named the new groups and uh, Think Different Coaching. And so um, we're real excited. Uh, it's very affordable. And, um, uh, you know, when I, Told my wife what I was offering this group coaching for. She thought I'd hit my head on something, but <laughs> it's um, very affordable from um, my rates as a um, personal coach. And I'm just trying to uh, uh, make it affordable so folks can be a part of this. I'm going to try to do uh, about, about three different sessions this year. And so the first one, We'll start in May and we'll do two in the fall, one in the summer. And that's so it'll awesome. be great. That's great. If you were to look over your lifetime of coaching and raising up leaders, what is one thing that you would say you have to hit on every time with leaders? Like what's one area that tends to be a blind spot in leaders that you run across every time you coach them? Is there one? Um, yeah. Uh, their walk with God. Okay. Uh, that that whole thing of uh, you spend all your time preparing for others. Yep. And most of the time we forget that, um, you know, you can't write checks if you haven't made deposits. Good. And that includes spiritually. And too many people try to float a spiritual check. And, you know, in, especially in children's ministry, we miss church for a living. And, um, you know, we're just giving out, giving out, giving out, and uh, we don't take in on a regular basis. And so a hundred percent of everybody I've coached, when they were honest with their self and said, are you happy with your spiritual walk with the Lord and your prayer life? A hundred percent said no. Wow. And so that's where we start. Wow. And I believe that's a key to longevity. That's why we oh, don't yeah. Yeah. are sticking in. Yeah. I know for me, um, um, you know, I've been through almost 50 years of ministry, uh, church hurt, uh, the organization who has blessed me the most has hurt me the most. Yeah. And uh, yet, uh I'm not going to spend my life telling little boys and girls to walk in forgiveness. And uh, 
I get rid of bitterness on a regular basis. And uh, that's what's kept kept me going. That's uh, why both my daughters not only love Jesus, uh, but they love the local church. And they're both serving in children's ministry in their local church. It's incredible. You know, one of the things I'm hearing a lot of lately is people are stuck in their church hurt because they refuse yeah. to forgive. I mean, so like I, I hear that such a, um, it's almost like a chorus. Every time I turn around, I hear somebody saying, well, I've been hurt by the church and my, you know, they're stuck there. Yeah. They're stuck. You can either yeah. choose to get stuck or move forward. So man, great. great. So I know that's not our topic. Yeah. Um, here's the thing that's crazy. Uh, when you ask people, are you bitter? Do you have any unforgiveness? Most of the time they say no. Right. But if you ask, have you, what's the evidence that you don't? Are you praying for, are you praying for the people that hurt you? Have you prayed that their families and children will be blessed and walk, walk with the Lord and serve? And there ought to be some sort of evidence. There ought to be enough evidence to convict you that you're that although you've been hurt um you know uh you're walking in forgiveness yeah. and uh again uh, it's it's crazy it's so good no i think forgiveness is the key and it will also help you to build a better team i mean it goes right along with the topic yeah yeah you if you're harboring bitterness you're not going to treat the people around you the way they need to be treated you're not going to have team unity and so let's dive into that. Five ways to build. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first thing is you've got to build a leadership pipeline. Too many times we think recruiting is just making announcements or, or walking around uh, just asking people to work. But there ought to be some sort of pipeline on a regular basis uh, where new people, whether uh, that is newcomer events. Uh, we, um, um, at the, every church I've ever worked at, there's been some sort of new people's event, yeah. uh, either a lunch or a reception or something. And, uh, coming up with ways to, uh, um, just gather information, um, I know for me, uh, I'm spoiled these days because of uh, text, technology, and those kind of things. Um, I was at a newcomer event the other day and just said, hey, if you uh, uh, would love to help you plug in the servant, get out your phones right now. I want you to text this code to this number. And 25 people text their information, and then we just uh, all at one time followed up uh, since then. But um, whatever folks do for membership classes, I love to be the one. Uh, I, I volunteer to teach those things right, uh, yeah. so that I can share vision and do those things. Uh, small groups, meeting with small group leaders and just saying, Hey, who are some sharp couples? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, every good salesman has to have some leads. And so, uh, being able to work along with other ministries, uh, I worked the lobbies before and after, 
uh, every service before class. And this is what children's folks don't realize. You can't spend all your time back in the children's way. No way. You have got to be in plain sight. Um, and that's why you build depth and teams and uh, different folks around you. So you can be where the parents are and where adults are. And I know for me, um, just being a new church, meeting all these new people, a question that I ask, uh, you know, uh, every person I meet is, uh, where are you serving? Yep. And finding out. And, uh, you know, as I meet them, I just invite them to be a part of what we're doing in the ministries that I oversee. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you look at the response, you, make some notes to follow up. I use a dot card. Uh, I don't know if um, how many of the folks listening uh, have used uh, a dot card, but basically uh, you just tap their, car their card. It gives all their uh, information. I give them my real cell phone number and let them know, hey, text me, call me, let's get some coffee. Let's talk about this stuff and making those contacts. Uh, if they're if they're over thirty five, you kind of have to show them how to add your contact card to their phone. But um, again, um, they they you know see that it's there. They'll download it, but they'll not press the little button that says new contact. Right. Uh, and so I show them how to do that, and then uh, it's and I tell them to hey, text me, give me your information. And then uh, we just follow up on those things. But that has to be a way of life, that yes. whole pipeline and, and those things. And, you know, I always like to say, name one of the, of the disciples that Jesus recruited at church. Uh, none of them. He no. was out on the road. He was doing life. He was um, just going through. Uh, and you know, that's, that's, um, I tell people all the time, if you act like everybody in your city already goes to your church, they eventually will. Exactly. I pastor them. I pastor them long before they ever go to the church. Oh, I love um, uh, whether it's the lady at the service station, it's the person at the coffee shop, uh, the, the folks taking my order at a restaurant, if they can learn my name, I can learn theirs. And we just start doing life. You know, but what you're talking about is the hard work. Like, I think that most leaders want to sit back and like put out a bulletin announcement or do an announcement and expect workers to come. And it just doesn't yeah. work that way. Yeah. It's not a game of Red Rover. Uh, you know, Red Rover, Red Rover, send workers right over. <laughs> right. That don't work. And so, uh, you know, I learned from Jesus. Uh, you come and follow me does not sound like a question. Right. And uh, I ask people all the time, um, you know, what are you doing in this church? And they'll say nothing. And I was like, well, come on. Let's, nobody's let's do this. Let's do that. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. Asking them. And like, I think yeah. that the biggest mistake we make is thinking people like you get up and you make an announcement and say, Hey, we need help in this area. They don't even know who to get a hold of. 
There's no onboarding. Yeah. There's yeah. no, you know, so you've got to have that. And, I, you know, I challenge leaders all the time. I'm like, oh, there's some things only you can do. There's yeah. other train people to do. So you got to figure yeah. out what you can only do. And that's recruiting people. I mean, as much, yeah. you know, if you don't like people, you're in the wrong business. Yeah, because that's really and truly, uh, uh, I, I had a guy who used to be on my staff years ago. The key word is used to. He said, uh, he said, I love the ministry. I just don't like people. Oh, man. And, and I said, Bob, listen, you're in for a long haul because it's all about people. It is. And, uh, you, you know, you do everything I love. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's an honor to get to love people for Jesus. And that's really, you know, what this is all about. Amen. The second thing is uh, know where you could use a worker um, and identify folks, um, you know, before uh, you start recruiting. Uh, I always, I, I used to ask folks when I was teaching recruiting and conferences and say, how many of you would like to have a hundred people come up to you Sunday and say, I'd like to help you in children's ministry. Well, everybody raises their hand and I always say, if a hundred people walked up Sunday, could you put a hundred people to work? Yes. Do you, do you already have a job description? Do you already, um, again, have you identified uh, the positions, the gifts that person needs to have. Do you know how many of each one? So where where do you need them to duplicate? And I always say, you know, um, to me, uh, building a great team is kind of like building a great sports team. Doesn't matter what sport we're playing. I can tell you who's going to win the championship. It's whoever has the most depth at yes. key positions. Oh, that's good. And uh, and 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 that's it. Yeah. And uh, you can have it um, at my new church. They have a great first string. Uh, they really do. It is a wonderful first string. Uh, but one of the first things we've done is start developing. How can we build a second and third string? Oh, yeah. Uh, how can we start adding um, those things? And um, and so, again, uh, you've got to identify those places. And um, um, I, think, I think that's important. If you don't have the workers, this is what I don't understand. If you don't have the workers anyway, when you come up with where you want a worker, why don't you just dream a little bit? Yeah. And uh and and say, well, if I need um if I need a small group leader, why don't I get an assistant, somebody yeah. to help them uh as well? Well, I don't I we don't have that many people. We don't have enough people right now. Might as well believe the Lord for them. Exactly. And the other thing they don't realize is, you know. When it comes to paying the light bill, when it comes to doing those things, we love to to quote, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. But one day I realized that my people needs were part of my needs. Yes. And the same God that's going to help me pay the light bill 
is also going to bring folks into my ministry to uh, help get the work of the ministry done. Again, uh, five-fold ministry gift are to prepare God's people for works of service so the body of Christ will be built up. It's not for them to do all the work. And so, you know, that's... Make you a rock star to be doing all makes you a rock star to have an incredible team that makes you look better. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, and I, I, I had somebody tell me one time that uh, everybody is either a Beatles fan or an Elvis fan mm-hmm. and uh, you can appreciate both, but who you really, really like kind of uh, tells all the different uh you know, I'm I'm a band guy. I'm a Beatles guy. Uh, I like I I. You know, if I'm going to play tennis, I like doubles because yeah. there's uh, more than singles. I like everything on on a team. Uh, Yancey's, uh, uh my daughter. Uh, some of you know her from music. She's more of an Elvis person, and uh, those kind of things, and likes working solo. Uh, but you know, it's uh, when it comes to ministry, um, I want to build a great team, yes, and so that's good. The third thing is know, know how to work with people of different ages oh, for the cool. first time. For the first time in the workforce, there's five different generations oh. all working together, yeah, and um. One of the things I used to tell people to come up with with policies and procedures and all these detailed things, but it, if you want to attract younger people, you've got to answer just two questions, and you need to do it in bullet points, not paragraphs, and make it simple. Um, policy and procedure manuals can't be more than a back and front of two pages. And if you can do it, a back in front of one, uh, you're going to be able to get Gen Z. That's so uh, good. completely different than help you. We were raised. Oh, I mean, oh yeah. 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 In ministry, I used to have a 105 page worker manual yeah. that I gave people in the nineties and the two thousands. And, uh, today, uh, there's just two questions you got to be able to answer. What do you want me to do? And how do you want me to do it? That's good. And it's bullet points. And you need to understand how to work with younger people. And, um, okay. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's so important. Um, again, um, that's number three. I would, say uh, I would say this to throw in. There's a certain point as a children's pastor that you become um, a trainer for the next children's pastor coming in. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. You're not looking at that. You're not doing your job. I mean, yeah. I, and I think about you in your mid-30s is when that kind of makes that switch to be like, okay, I've got to start pouring my life into the next person coming in who has the energy and who has, you know, all of that. Yeah. Well, if you look at first Peter, uh, you know, we all know, uh, feed the flock of God that is under your care, serving as an overseer. 
Yeah. And really the job description of anybody in the ministry, if it's kids ministry, small groups, whatever, is uh, we f- we're feeders, we're caregivers, and we give oversight. Good. And all three of those people can help you. Yep. People can help you with the feeding. Now, they can't do it as well as you can, but there was a time you couldn't do it as well as you could. And somebody lets you sorry all over a group of kids and learn <laughs> right. how to teach and get better. And right. you have to re- return the favor. And I think uh, that is is so important. So good. Um, and, and so, again, um, learn how to work with younger people and and structure your policies and procedures for that Um, and i think that's important uh the fourth thing and this is what uh i talk to more leaders who spend all their time getting work done but they don't allow any time to spend with people that's good and and what I think has happened because of um, all this high tech that everybody deals with, it calls for high touch. Yes. Uh, yes. High tech requires high touch. And so um, that's why I think you need at least a day a week to spend time uh, checking in on folks. Yes. Uh, meeting up with key leaders. And it all starts with how are you doing? Yes. Not talking about what they could do better. Uh, in fact, you know, uh, Jason, when I, when I parented, uh, I parented by catching my kids doing things right. I love that. Uh, I would, you know, when they were teenagers, uh, I didn't show up at places they told me they were going after youth group to see if they were there. I showed up and blessed, you know, I'd pick up the check for them and their friends and uh, and just write a little note on their car. Thanks for being where you said you'd be. That's Thanks cool. for choosing great friends. Thanks for hanging out with, with uh, folks that build you spiritually. Um, and, you know, uh, you can either spend all your time telling people what they need to do better, or you can thank them for who they are and, and what they do and the difference they make in children's lives. And that, and, right? I mean, like that oh, yeah. coming alive, you know, process where you pour yeah. positive. That's so good. Yeah. And just spending that time with key leader jesus was never too busy for peter's dumb questions yeah. not one time when when the disciples asked him a question after teaching all day in the hot sun without air and a pa uh not one time do we see in the bible oh shut if thou up yeah. or get away from me thou dumb idiot it's right. it's not in the bible and that's the thing that we have to have a love and a level of uh, uh, just spending time with key folks Good. because that's really what discipleship is all about. Yep. Is um, and and so it's good. And then the other thing is all your meetings don't need to be informational. Yes, uh, they need to be social. They need to be team building. 
They need to be inspirational. They need to be a time of just praying for them and their families and their families future and their kids destinies and um so good you know uh uh when was the last time you looked at a worker and said what can i be praying for you this week what can i be praying for your family how can i uh and those are the folks that uh, are going to be there over the long haul it's good and yeah. uh, the folks that know they're cared for your volunteers have to know they're cared for you know I mean, and like I was always saying, it's an old saying we always live by. It. They they don't care how much you know until how much they know how much you care. And I think yeah, that's yeah, and that's the truth. It's the it truth. Is. And then the last thing is have a plan, an action plan to raise the skill level of those you lead. And uh, simple thing that we started doing years ago at Church on Move is. Um, the third Sunday of every month, everybody, uh, all the assistants taught, the assistant praise and worship leaders led worship. Uh, it wasn't a time for the main teacher, the main worship leader to take off. It was their time to coach and mentor and, and wow. encourage those folks. And um, they, they were, they all taught and got some playing time. Uh, I've, I've never seen a children's ministry that stinks so bad uh, that uh, you can't have a week that uh, folks are learning and growing. That's so good. Um, the kids will give you grace. Yeah. And then on the fifth Sunday, just happens a few times a year. Um, that's where you get a true freshman and let them have some playing time. Uh, somebody that's never taught before. And that's where you start developing that third string mm. and uh, have, have uh, you know, uh, rather than do the whole lesson, have parts of the lesson where people get to try and do things and coach. And uh, we use, um, uh, the the first and second and third weeks to uh, let different people have uh, just segments. Maybe it's the welcome. Maybe it's the review time. Um, maybe it's they do the offering lesson. That's uh, and and but that main lesson and altar call uh, on the third on the third Sunday and the fifth. That's where I'm developing. Uh, those other folks, and that's that's how when you when you start a new service or you're starting a new um, campus somewhere, you've got folks with some playing time, and really uh, starting a new service isn't a bad thing. It's the best thing in the world because it's causing people to have their own class and their own ministry, and just yeah. um, you know, multiplication is better than addition and um uh i you know people don't want to come and watch you teach kids um they want to be involved in that discipleship process and so those are just five simple little things 
time builds confidence, which is the biggest oh, yeah. a leader needs is confidence to get up on the stage. I mean, we had a kids worship team and half the time we'd have the kids up on the stage unplugged, just playing to build yeah. confidence. I mean, and I think oh, that's yeah. the same with adults, you know, building the confidence is so important. Yeah. And, 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 and it's too, uh, seeing your role, uh, you can't be so busy on a Sunday morning, dotting I's and crossing T's and running around setting up stuff that you can't just talk to people. That's good. And uh, that, uh, you know, just loving on them, uh, talking to folks and show them that you care. Um, it's just got to become a way of life. It's so good. And that's how you build a team. I mean, yeah. you build a team because people know you care. They know you're going to be in there training them and equipping them. They're not going to just get thrown to the wolves. I mean, what a great – I mean, today you've shared some incredible wisdom. Thank you so much for what you shared. I mean, it, those are keys to building a good team. So if you're just starting out, go back and listen to this again because, man, team is where it's at. And so is there anything you'd like to leave our leaders with today, Jim? I think the main thing is just um, – you know, uh, start taking your time off. Uh, Jason and I were talking before, and um, I, uh, I've just finished a sabbatical uh, where I was kind of forced to rest because of some health things that I fought in, um, you know, 2022 going into this new year. And, uh, um, Start taking a Sabbath, whatever you do, uh, and spend that time uh, just resting. Um, and, you know, if you take a little while longer to get certain stuff done, it's okay. Um, develop that marathon over a sprint mentality. And, um, you know, that's even building a team. Uh, uh, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, my new pastor, he's been gone for two weeks, and uh, he came back in, and I said, have I been moving slow enough? Now, <laughs> most people would ask just the opposite. Yeah. Uh, but I knew for me to um, learn the pace, learn the rhythm, learn the people, and, um, you know, uh, everybody um, – thinks the new guy's going to come in and change everything, throw the baby out with the bath water. And uh, it's just one of those things that uh, you've got to move slow yep. and um, love on people uh, as you go. And, um, you know, you've got to learn how to rest. It's it's important. And, uh, and, and if you don't, God will put you into a spot where you're, Sometimes forced to. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now it's a yeah, sabbatical, yeah. and it's a good thing to learn. You know, we were talking about the Sabbath, one of the only commandments we break all the time, and we feel like we're, you know, we're good with that, and it's almost celebrated in our culture. And so yeah. that's one of those areas that I think, you know, very much so. I apologize to my cell phone. I got it's like the people that get caught in church. <laughs> So I apologize for that. But what, uh, no problem at all. I, you know, it's one of those things that um, while we're in the talking about cell phones, give them a bedtime. Yes. Uh, nobody 
you, if people expect you to be on a hundred percent, then you need to be paid like you're on for a hundred percent. Right. Exactly. And if you're not paid like you work a hundred percent of the time, then give that thing a, ba a bedtime, learn yeah. to take it off when you're eating dinner, have a basket, everybody can put their phones in and develop some no fly zones in your house. Good. Uh, and for your family and, uh, you know, learn how to turn the silent button on. It's my favorite button on the it phone. Is. Do on not disturb. Do not disturb is an incredible yeah. on those phones. <laughs> on the phones. Yeah. That's great. That's well, hey, great. will you pray for our leaders today and wrap us up? Yeah. Yeah. Lord, thank you for just the uh wonderful privilege yeah. that you give us to lead. And uh Lord, uh, thanks for including us, yes. allowing us to be your hands and feet to do the work of the ministry. Uh, thank you for calling us. Thank you for um, just equipping us. Thank you for empowering us today. And Lord, I just thank you that, uh, um, Lord, you came and showed how to build a great team yes, uh, with what you did um, and in your earthly ministry here. And so, Lord, um, thank you. Uh, that, Lord, we can build a great team through you. And we ask you to guide and lead and help us to have the best workers uh, for your kingdom's sake we ever had as we apply some of these principles. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you again, Jim, for being on. Make sure you check out jimweidman.com. Hey. Sign up for those uh, coaching groups. I think that they're the best thing you could do. And we'll catch you next time here on the Kidman Tribe Podcast. See you later, Jim. Thank you. We would love to hear from you. What are some of the thoughts, questions, ideas you would like to hear more about? You can submit your thoughts and questions to thekidmantribe.com slash mailbag. And be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know. Man, you can do it. You can build an incredible team. Those tips that Jim gave us today are awesome. Thank you so much for being a part of the Kidman Tribe podcast. Thank you for listening every time we come out with a new podcast. I wanna encourage you, if you have not yet subscribed to the platform, our channel on the platform that you're listening or watching the podcast, do that today. Go and like the channel, subscribe, like, give us a high five, give us a good rating. We wanna hear from you. Also, share it with every Kidman leader you know. I ask you that every week, keep doing it. Let's make this a resource. If you love what's going on here, make it a resource for everybody you know. Also, leave a comment, leave a review, help us to move up the rankings in our podcast. You can find us at our online home, kidmantribe.com, where you'll find our podcast, all of the back editions. You'll also find a bi-weekly blog that you're gonna wanna check out. There's some great Kidman Tribe swag, some great resources there to give to your volunteers. Man, I wanna say thanks again for being a part, but I'd also love to hear if you have questions or input on future Kidman Tribe podcast topics, I would love to hear from you. You can submit your ideas, your thoughts, your comments and questions to the Kidman Tribe mailbag by going to kidmantribe.com backslash mailbag. That's kidmantribe.com backslash mailbag. Hey, preteen ministry is one of the most important ministries and age groups in our churches that we need to have exciting and incredible ministries. 
When I was a children's pastor, I loved working with our preteens. I'm excited to welcome on the show in two weeks, a good friend and someone who has been a passionate advocate for preteens. Sean Sweet is a 25 year passionate advocate for preteens who serves as a dual role as the preteen pastor at Destiny Church in Rockland, California, and the community director of 456.org, which educates and trains and resources preteen ministry leaders around the world. I'm excited to introduce you to a friend who I've known since he started in ministry, and it's been so incredible to watch him walk that out. He's gonna challenge you to rethink how you're ministering to your preteens in your church and in your community, and really help you to dig in. That's in two weeks. You don't wanna miss the Kidman Tribe Podcast. Man, welcome to summer. I hope your summer is off to a great bang. Make sure that you're taking time out for yourself. I wanna encourage you, don't forget your Sabbath. It's so important. We're running to kids camps, we're running to all of these things in the summer, vacations, but make sure that you take some time out in Sabbath to, to really find out what God's calling you to do for this fall. I want you to know you're loved, you're appreciated. I know sometimes it feels like you're in the back room and nobody sees what you're doing, but you are changing lives for eternity. I'm your biggest fan. I'm cheering you on always. You are my heroes. Go get them, Tribe. I'll catch you in two weeks here on the Kidman Tribe Podcast. Enjoy your summer. The Kidman Tribe Podcast is a production of 1230 Kids. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your kids' ministry, visit KidmanTribe.com.